are recording. Hi. Hello. We're we back. are back. Again, it is right now. Helene is on hiatus. Those two words just both started with H. I love alliteration. Um, so it is me, Kayla, and our good friend, Jamie. Hello. All right. Welcome to the second part of the Ted Bundy episode. Yes. We are... Um making our way through what is just only the initial women that he killed. Oh, God, um, I know. There's just so much. There's so much. And if you somehow just found us, first of all, hello and thank you. Mm-hmm. Those cats upstairs are loud. Kayla has cats upstairs. I don't have cats. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> They're my neighbors. Also- Their cats are like insane. It's like Tom and Jerry always. Yeah, they're so loud. And also the way I said that. It was like, Kayla has cooties. Like, Kayla has cats upstairs. Um, oh my god, I love that insult. Just be like, oh, she has yes, cats, cats upstairs. upstairs. Yes! Oh man. I Let's say that funny. in real life and have no one know what we're talking about. Yes. In real life. In real life. <laughs> IRL. Except for our followers. Um, I really hope that that's as funny as I think it is. When right I'm now? Far. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. So, yeah. If you are just listening now, uh, this is the second part, so we're not going to give the intro again. We're not going to kind of, we already talked about like kind of Ted Bundy's early life. Now mm-hmm. we're getting into really the thick of his horrible crimes. Yep. So welcome back. And uh, unfortunately, we're just going to dive right in. So yep. we're out of our month of June. Yep. Now we are. We are. But he didn't. He didn't wait that long because uh, it's July of 1974, and this one is one that is just like so alarming because it's just definitely a situation where you think that you're safe and okay. So sorry, I was trying really hard not to blow the smoke into your dog's face. I, I mean, she could stand high. and chill out. Okay, <laughs> I'm just, I don't drug my dog. No, no, no. Um, um, sorry. Yes, this one's crazy. And also just for how smart Ted Bunny may have been and for how, well, we'll get to it. But okay. So fucking stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid, stupid. Here's why. Okay. So he was at the Lake Sumamish. I only know how to pronounce that because of documentaries. Nice. Um, and it was a popular destination. This was July. So it was like nice out. And I mean, there were so many people on this beach at Lake Sammamish mm-hmm. um like you're talking like think about if you if you're a an LA person yeah it's like if you went to fucking Santa Monica on 4th of July that's exactly what I was gonna say yeah that so think that mm-hmm. so you feel like you're surrounded but like how can anything happen you're yeah. in broad daylight you're surrounded by hundreds of people mm-hmm. if not thousands like, I'm not good with that kind of thing I don't no. know numbers you know what and what happens with this one is that I always picture that scene from Zodiac or like the real life mm-hmm. murder that where they're like in by the lake by themselves or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and then I have to remind myself, no, no, they were they surrounded were a by ton people. of people there. Yeah. Um, and okay, well, yeah. I keep we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so at this, you know, broad daylight, popular summer spot. Bundy abducted Janice Ott. Nope. Janice Ann Ott. That Anna's important. <laughs> Maybe it is. I mean, Kathy. Right. 
um, and Denise Naslin. And this is just, again, freaking broad daylight surrounded by people. They were there with friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, witness, witnesses described a handsome young man who called himself, wait for it, Ted. Yeah, that's right. If you want to be a serial killer, make sure you use your real name and don't come up with anything more, like, Could maybe do Ed. I know. I was going to say, add an extra letter. You literally Tom. had to stick with those. Oh, I was going to just say a three-letter word. Oh. Like, <laughs> come on. I, but yeah. No, he goes by Ted. Yeah, he literally gives. He's so confident. Yeah, exactly. In his... I don't know, prowess, and in his, the fact that he could never get caught, Mm -hmm. he freaking, in broad daylight, kidnaps women and uses his own name. Because Ann Rule and Liz wouldn't have had any idea if they hadn't said, oh, we're looking for a man named Ted, here's Mm -hmm. his description. If he had said any other name, they literally would not have thought about it. But he did. So... That day, uh, Janice, who was 23, she had biked to the park. She was a newlywed, but had to move to Washington for a job, and her husband was still in California for his job. Mm. So she was like, you know, trying to cheer herself up. She's like, it's a great sunny summer day. I'm mm-hmm. gonna ride my. B-. I mean, I don't really get it because I can't do bikes, but yeah. she wanted. I maybe I would have walked to the park. She biked to the park. I get it. Yeah. Um, and witnesses saw her get up to help a friendly man in a cast. What? Like, I don't, how, how disabled is he? Just exactly. his arms in a cast. Like, is this also a testament to just like how fucking useless men are? Oh, I that his say, arm how... is in a cast and he's like, someone help me. I can't do anything. I like where you went with that. Yes. And I was thinking it's a testament to how horrible people we are that we're like, all right, you're oh, in a shit. cast. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> I don't need to have my beach day ruined. Like. Buck up. But also, no, I like your boy better because men are so useless. It's, yeah, I just, I mean, and like, I, I'm warning people not to do this, but obviously we don't, we're the only ones listening to our podcast. That's right. But, but we don't need attack for being misandrous, whatever. Like, let's, I'm just, you know that yeah. joke where it's like, a woman has a cold and goes to work and takes her kids here and makes dinner and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, like, a man has a cold and he's just, like, yeah. in bed, paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. No, completely. And also, like, you know, pain we can experience better because we have childbirth. Right. I don't know I'm going to say this. The worst thing to be around is a sick man. Oh, yeah. Like, a healthy, like, normally healthy than sick man. Oh, my God. such a baby. Oh, so much. Um... But so yeah, so like I get how, it. <laughs> yeah, a friendly basically. man in a cast. Yeah, would uh, be able to take me away from my beach day. So this is even, I mean, like not not to compare which situation is worse, but this just sounds so much more devastating because it's just so quick and like, how did this even happen? But yeah. so Denise, who is nineteen, she had been there because her friend. And their partners, they both made, like, a cute little double date beach day. Mm. I know. Like, roll your eyes, of course. Yeah, like, know. fuck them. We're, we're not in cute little couples, so whatever. But, yes, they were on. They had this little beach day. They roasted hot dogs. And the men fell asleep on a blanket. Of the course day. they did. <laughs> Another yeah. thing men need, naps. You need naps. I need naps. <laughs> I need all the naps. <laughs> um... But, so around 4.30 p.m., Denise walked off to the bathrooms as 
one would have to after spending the whole day. You're probably drinking a lot of water in the sun in July. And she fucking never came back. Just to go to the bathroom. Yeah. In July. It's still light out. (laughs) Yeah. I still have to worry if I should have sunscreen on at 4.30. (laughs) And it's just because he, there was a guy. Yep. But then this this also helped because police kind of were learning more and more about Ted Bundy, where they kind of like the fact that, well, this was honestly the best, I mean, of course, this took a long time to actually play out, but this was a great situation for cops because it's like he was fucking in broad daylight, even though obviously like these women he took, he murdered them. But there were so many bystanders to yeah. see. Like, oh, yeah, I remember a guy named Ted. I, right. I saw the guy with the cast. Like, yeah. you rem- that's the kind of stuff you remember. And you it helps, notice. like, corroborate, corroborate. Yeah. Jesus. The, like, story is, you know, and why don't call a tip hotline if you actually have yeah. a real tip because it normally is going to get lost. But if you have so many people, like, one person says, oh, yeah, I think I saw a guy named Ted and I think he had a, like, sling on his arm. And another one's like, oh, I thought this guy was named Todd, but he had a cast on his leg. And it's like, when you put all those together, like, clearly there's some crippled knife man walking around. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, so they, they kind of learned a little bit about his strategy that yeah. the whole thing where he really is, he's definitely, he's not one of those people who just kind of, what is it called? Um, a murder of convenience. Like he yes. doesn't, he doesn't just like go to a bar late at night. Like he literally is, he has the he's set in his ways and so the cops are seeing like oh he's really luring these women he's trying to trick them he wants them to accept like he wants he wants them to choose to come with him and then he it's like it's like in the movie it when you know the people the different characters will see pennywise and at first he might be like oh He's like a nice old lady. And then he turns into this creepy, uh, like yeah, he yeah. lures you in with like, yeah. oh, I'm just a, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't walk toward a clown, but kids, <laughs> kids like clowns. So he's like, oh, I'm this fun clown. Let's talk about popcorn. You yeah. know, I fucking love popcorn. Um, <laughs> but then all of a sudden he has teeth that can rip your arm off. And that's exactly the kind of thing yeah. Ted Bundy was doing. It's exactly it. Okay. I guess I wonder what happened in August. Because, you know, I don't even know how many women we're up to now, which is horrible. And, you know, again, we'll talk about every single one of them. It's insane. But we're in September. Mm-hmm. Yes, the same year, 1974. Um, okay. Is this a grouse hunter? Or yeah. is it like, okay, I wasn't I sure. think it's a type of bird. I was going to say maybe Wikipedia or you. <laughs> I didn't want to call someone out, but it I might edited have been <laughs> a goose hunter. And, no. Um, but no, grouse, um, please let us know. I'm pretty sure it's a bird. Okay. Keep talking. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. Well, I mean, if there's a picture, I'll show you the picture. I just, <laughs> I, I typed it in and the first thing that came up was the little, you know, the little like definition that pops oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, one who hunts grouse. Well, I, I didn't search hunter. I just oh. searched grouse. But it's uh, I, I hope it's like grouse, and we're like all pronouncing it wrong. But it's a medium to large game bird with a plump body and feathered legs. Actually, I kind of want to see those feathered legs. <laughs> That's interesting. Also, I like that. Has a plump body. I can. Uh, Me too. And that's to why that. I decided to ring because I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, it's a cute little thing. This fucking asshole. He's hunting them. No, <laughs> it's good because 
Unfortunately, he comes across the remains of Ott, Nasland, I'm going to say. I think so. It's the people I was just talking about yeah. from Lake Sammamish. And Hawkins? Was Hawkins from there as well? She no, that was George Ann. He, yes. just, he just had certain places he would go with right, different victims. Right, right, right. So this grouse goose hunter finds them one mile east of an old railroad and just outside of, I don't know what that word is. Issaquah, maybe? Issaquah. Washington. Washington. Okay. That's September. Um, so actually, I guess he takes off September. I mean, they a lot of time they have cooling off periods. Yes. And then it's just kind of, they really go bananas when their cooling off periods stop. I think that's actually part of the definition of a serial killer yeah. as opposed to like a spree killer. Right, right, right. Good point, good point. Um, okay, so it's October 18th. 1974, and Tebony now goes after Melissa Smith. She's 17, and she's 17, which is she's a baby, insane. And and we'll get. mm. Um, she's from Midvale. Sure, I'm gonna say Utah. Um, and this is like this just shows how young she is too, like, and how tragic because she's on her way home to pick up her stuff for slumber party. Slumber party. She's such a little nugget. She's just having a little sleepover. And then she never gets to her slumber party. And her body is unfortunately discovered one week later. That is so fucking sad. Because I imagine those girls who were like, what if they were like mad at her for blowing them off? And then you find out she's dead. Because that doesn't, as a kid, that doesn't even occur to you. Because you're only 17. Right. Exactly. And you're probably, I mean, I bet I think that house is probably like six houses away again, you know? Probably, Something yeah, because like I doubt her family was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. here's a free reign of town. Right, right. Although, and it was the 70s. And she was 17, so I guess she could drive. Oh, right. But also the 70s, most of the 90s. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> sigh very loudly, apparently. <laughs> Graphic sigh. Okay. Um, but, uh, then in October, on fucking Halloween, October 31st, 1974, the sacred holiday. Yes. He took another 17-year-old, Laurie, nope, Laura Ann, I don't know if it's Amy or Amy, I should have looked that up. I think it's Amy because it's spelled like my name without a J. My name's Jamie. Okay. That right. makes sense? Yeah. So Laura Ann Amy... She was at a cafe Halloween night, but she was bored around midnight because it's Halloween, so obviously there's a bunch of stuff going on. Right, and, like, a cafe on I, Halloween? I don't know. Maybe she had to work there or something. Oh, yeah. But it, it, this is the part I'm a little unsure about. She de- she decided to go to a park because she was bored, which, yeah. I mean, again, maybe it's a sign of the times because I just can't imagine. Well, you know what? It, it probably is because yeah. I was going to say I can't imagine going to a park at night by myself. Right. Then again, it's probably because of stories like these. Yes, exactly. So she probably was like, I like the park. I'm bored. I'm going to go chill. Maybe yeah. people are out causing mischief. Right. I, I thought the other thing I imagine is like, oh, the kids go hang out in the park yeah. at night. Yeah, um, Again, because she was freaking 17. Exactly. Um, and she was also from Utah. And then her remains were found Thanksgiving Day in a mountainous right. area. Fucking Thanksgiving. Right. Nothing to give thanks for. Nope. Such a terrible holiday. No, I'm just... <laughs> uh, you're going to eat and be plump like that grouse. Um, all right. It's November 8th, 1974. Um, Bundy tries. Oh, yes. This is the good one. This is the good one. He tries to abduct 
Carol Durange. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're going to say? Okay. So this is crazy. And this is also um, when we start realizing, well, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. This is when we start realizing that Ted Bundy can, uh, like, really manipulate himself and, like, play these different people. Oh, yeah. And he can look. He, like, tweaks a tiny thing and he yeah. looks, like, really different. Completely different. And it's insane. And so he, like, and he was actually really funny in the book, Liz, uh, his girlfriend, the Nazi, yeah. She says, I'm like, sorry. It sounded like you were going to say the Nazi. So I just need <laughs> to clarify that. No, no, no. She's the one who is, is Meg and... Uh, the Stranger Beside Me. Right. Yeah, list. His actual girlfriend like long on term. and off yeah. for like six years. Not the girl that broke his heart. No, that's that Stephanie. Um, but in her book, she says like on the night that she meets him, and he says that he's from uh, like the East Coast, I think, but she says that he has like a slight British accent. Like she was like, he has an accent. Damn. And it has like plates in. She was like, it wasn't Northeastern. He's such a like disguise master. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So he poses as a police officer, as a mall cop. Um, so our girl Carol is walking around uh, Fashion Place Mall. Fashion Place Mall. Right? It's in Murray, Utah. Because you're popular to be <laughs> I mean, hey, when I was, like, in junior high, the thing to do was, was you literally just walked around the mall. Yeah. Like, we didn't have money. We didn't buy anything. We just straight up hung out at the mall. Yeah. No. Oh. She's just walking around, and Bundy is pretending to be a mall cop, and he comes up to her, and he's like, hey, did you park by the Sears? Um, and so then he's like, okay, oh, and she's like, yeah, I did, and he's like, great, what's your license number? And, which also is, like, kind of a weird thing to ask, because... I don't think I know. Also, yes, one, I wouldn't know, and two, if you know that someone broke into her car... Then, like, why would I guess to like clarify it's her oh, car? Maybe. Okay, never mind. All right, sorry. We're back trying to it. We're going back through it. Okay, so he comes up to her in the Sears, asks if she part or <laughs> no, they're not in the Sears. <laughs> the car is by Sears. Car is by Sears. Mall cop Ted Bundy comes up to her and asks if she parks near Sears and then asks for her license plate. She gives it to him and he says that someone tried to break into her car. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's acting as, like, a mall cop, and he has this way of being good at... And, and just, like, the authority of it. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I, I'm basically never doing anything wrong, at least as far as, like, illegal in my car. Right. But anytime a cop is nearby, I'm fucking terrified. Exactly. And, like, it's also just, you know, and you're freaking out because you think your car is broken into, so, like, you know... Yeah. You're already on that mode. Yeah. And, like, oh, it's a cop, so... Anyway, so she goes with him. Um, I don't think you said where he went. Oh, did I not? That he asked her to go with him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, he says, someone broke into your car. Come with me. And she goes with him. Um, and she gets, like, a little bit weirded out, which is, again, like, trust your vibes. Yes, trust your gut. Never, we, as women, we try to kind of, like, you're being dramatic. Mm-hmm. Don't, no, that's there for a reason. That's why it's called mm-hmm. listening to your gut. If you feel uncomfortable, leave. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, trust your gut. Yeah, oh, yeah, because it's like, like, oh, yeah, like, my dad always told me if I'm, you know, driving, I'm, like, in the middle of nowhere, and a cop tries to pull me over, like, they, they're cops. They're not going to get mad at you yes. if you call, you know, headquarters, not 911, it's not an emergency, but yeah. if you call and you're like, hey, do you have a cop on this road right now? Like, 
it's they're not someone who's actually in that position is not going to be upset with you for trying to take some kind of i mean don't like resist arrest right right but like (laughs) you're allowed to be like hold on can i just check this yeah because especially in this situation she's not in trouble yeah like her car was supposedly broken into right and you know what i will say and like not even do not only do cops understand that um I grew up in, you know, a little shady of neighborhoods. So I had a lot of interaction with cops. Again, where it was like I wasn't doing anything illegal, but they tell you that when they, when you like, they would have us when they knock on our door and tell us about something terrible that happened. Mm-hmm. They would tell us to call the station and yep. ask for, um, and then ask the cops at the door for their ID badges or whatever they're okay, like yeah. saying because then you can be like, hey, are these two cops one like this is their number and two are they out and like are they here yeah. and like they can see that and it's it literally takes 30 seconds and if you feel weird about it like just do it so yeah just let yourself feel weird you don't have to you don't have to excuse your like you're allowed that feeling I mean some of us have it too much and that's called anxiety disorder but that feeling when your amygdala is like hold on this seems like a red flag like you're allowed to listen to that that's literally what that's for it is and guess what Carol did she was (laughs) like can I see your ID because she's getting weirded out. But then, and this really breaks my heart, and I can see myself doing this exact same thing. So mm-hmm. Ted, like, laughs it off, and then she feels stupid about it. And oh, I'm like, I totally. I could, to- I totally see that. Yeah, like, you ask, because you're like, that's what I'm supposed to right. do. And then he laughs at you, and you're like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. Should I not have said that? Oh, obviously, he's a real cop. Mm-hmm. No. Don't, uh, don't, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to listen to yourself. Like, don't let anyone else make your feelings seem like they're not valid because maybe like there are times where we misdirect or maybe we're not processing things right but whatever's happening your feelings are always valid uh as my therapist used to say (laughs) listen laying down the law for under a hundred dollars an hour um (laughs) all feelings are valid not all feelings are justified yes that's perfect okay yes exactly so feel free Okay, but Ted was messing with her head. So, you know, they go to her car. Nothing's missing. So she's like, well, you know, it seems fine. Right. But Ted still wants her to go to come to the station. And uh, maybe she could identify the perpetrator or something. And she just felt kind of weird. Uh, But she followed him anyway, because, again, he's he's in this position of power. He's this authority figure. He's supposedly trying to help her. Yeah. So they go to the side of the building, the side of the mall, where he had claimed there was a substation, whatever the <laughs> hell that is. He's, like, not even a good liar. Um. So then, of course, there's nothing there. And he's like, oh, well, they must have taken him to headquarters. I also just like the idea of, like, the whole substation just, like, also up and moves. Like, they're, like, all, like, <laughs> pop-up substations, and then it's like, oh, I guess there's one while on the run like again. A, like Coachella's yeah. or something. Like, oh, okay. Um, but, so then he's like, okay, well, we have to go to headquarters then to find them. So then he wants to take her to his car so they could go to the station. And here's... I don't want to like victim blame. That's not what I'm doing. But these are just things that maybe she thought it was weird and didn't let herself. We're saying you can because they get to his car. He doesn't have a police car. I forget. There's like a word for that. I forget what kind of car it is, but. Undercover. No, there's another No, it's a type of car. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, uh, Crown Vic. Does that sound right? Yeah, I that's think a cop so. car. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um, no, he has a fucking like tan beige VW Bug. I was also gonna say Prius, and I feel like <laughs> that kind of maybe was the Prius of the seventies. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but so you know, he coerces her into the car. She gets into the car. She smells alcohol on his breath, and then she really is kind of starting to freak out because she's like this is there's no he's not a cop this isn't right right um he tells her to put on her seatbelt, which i mean this is probably one instance where i'm like mom you drilled that into my head too much because i would have put it on the second i got in the car Mm -hmm. like the second like because we were always taught like don't do anything else like put your seatbelt on like it'll save your life Mm -hmm. i would have been fucking trapped yeah because she doesn't want to put her seatbelt on because she's like, I might need to jump out of this car. Well, then he speeds off yeah. because now he's got her where he wants her. And then the needle in the coffin, that was maybe insensitive. She doesn't die. Um, she realizes they're not driving toward the police station. They're Which, going the opposite way. Can I also say props to her? For knowing no where it is. Where <laughs> yeah. I have no clue. No idea. And like, also, I mean, I don't know what town we're in. I've but we have a couple police stations in Albuquerque. So, like, if you drove me in any direction, I'd be like, what? Oh, yeah. he's probably going to the other one. Like, you know, especially. But, yeah, knowing that, great. I mean, mm-hmm. props. You know, just also good sense of direction. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's like, I think it's still in the afternoon-ish. Or is it in the evening? But, listen, if the sun's not out, I don't know if I'm going east or west. So I mean, I don't, if the sun is out. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Um, so, and guess what? She's freaking right that she should uh, be alarmed that they're not going towards the police station. Um, so he slams on his brakes all of a sudden, and he like handcuffs her. Um, but he, not being a real cop, probably, <laughs> I don't know. Um, she's also like fighting the second like. She oh realizes. yeah, she was a fighter. She was such a fighter. I mean, I think she's still alive. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. No, she's such a fighter. Oh my gosh. But whatever it is, he handcuffs both handcuffs to the same wrist of her. You know why? Because he like that meme of the beautiful Paget Brewster. Paget. I don't know how to say her name, uh, but Criminal Minds, where she's like, "There's absolutely nothing <laughs> exceptional about this man. He's exceedingly average." <laughs> yes, you can't even handcuff. <laughs> freaking idiot um yeah so great you just did absolutely nothing that and then of course carol's like just beating him up this whole time or oh, not yeah beating him she's, up, she's fighting back she is fighting back she is she has realized that this is not going to end well for her he is not who he says he is and she's like not gonna she's not about to go down like that yeah and he, she even, like, he pulls a gun on her, and she's like, nope. Which I just also think is, like, a really cool Yeah, that's survival amazing mode. that she doesn't, like, freeze. Yeah, or be like, okay, let me change tactics and start, like, begging you not yeah, to do it or yeah. whatever. Like, she's just like, no, I'm going to fight out of this. Yeah. Um, which she does. She falls out of the car door onto the ground, and he starts coming at her with a crowbar. How because, many fucking weapons does he have? You know, it's just insane. Um, but she runs away. She's fu- and this also scares me. Like, props again to this couple. Oh yeah. Because if I saw a woman running down the road, bloody, 
and screaming, I would be terrified and quite possibly drive away. Yeah, but they didn't. But they didn't. And she's just, Carol's fighting, so she runs, and Wilbur, adorable, and Mary <laughs> Walsh, Welsh? Walsh. Walsh. I wanted them to be Welsh. I know. <laughs> um, they're driving down, and they see her, and they pick her up, and they take her to the actual police station. The actual police station. In the opposite direction. So she's the first one that survives Ted and also has a recollection of it. Yeah. So Which is huge. Yes. So this is huge because, yes, now she has a memory of him. We know what he looks like. We have all these, you know, confirmed whatever. This is the type of car he drives. Everything's coming together. Um, but I love her, too, because just, again, defying all odds and all that, she she was in the um, Netflix documentary and by the same our boy Joe. Yeah, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah, Ted Bundy tapes. She okay. is so fucking awesome in it too. She is great, and she's like, you know what? He's not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, she says, I thought he was kind of creepy. I thought he was a lot older than he was, which I'm just like, ooh, burn Ted. Yeah, you know, that's like an old the man. biggest burn. Um. But she, yeah, she's just like, fuck you. Yeah, that, I mean, honestly, if you're not sure about if you want to watch the documentary, it's worth it for her. She's just so fucking baller in that she's like, she uses, she like comes back from this so, which such a, like, passion for life as opposed to letting it kind of like, you know, push her down. She's just so, such a tough lady. She's very tough. Um, But unfortunately, even though that was an amazing victory for Carol. And I mean, she goes on to do so much good and she is the only person thus far who can identify him. Mm-hmm. But because Ted didn't get Carol at 10, 15 PM that same day, actually that's a different thing. I don't know if that's the exact time he was, she, he kidnapped her, but oh. um, Deborah Jean Kent, she was 17. She becomes Ted's next, next victim. This is another one that's kind of really crazy because it's so risky. So Deborah Jean right. Kent was at kind of like a school play with her parents and her little brother was at the skating rink. I don't know if it was a birthday party or practice or what, but so like the, she, her mom and her dad were at this school play and they kind of realized like, oh, this is going to, this is, is not going to be over in time for us to go pick him up. And because she was just like the sweetest little girl, she was, I mean, she was 17, but because she was so sweet, she was like, you guys stay. I don't need to miss the, I need, right. I, need, I don't need to miss the ending. I'll go pick up my brother. So her parents give her the keys and she never shows up. So, you know, her brother is waiting at the rink thinking that she just abandoned him. Her parents are just standing in the parking lot as like the whole school lot clears out like pissed like what the hell but I mean, then we, oh. can you oh I was just gonna say can you imagine being that brother like how shitty you would feel like right? the last like guilt feeling you had was being upset that your sister wasn't there was well because it's like totally because I any right. of us would have done that That's you know exactly you're like what, what the hell feel. this is so like her of course she's late yeah and then it's like actually no she was really trying to get to you um but her just all of it's just so sad like her parents realized something went wrong because once the parking lot cleared out they see their car so she didn't even leave and there's no reason she would have left the play without the car right right she's not gonna walk to the scene so they call the police because they're like this is this there's just no way this isn't debbie which is this is like 
actually because there's a bunch of instances where people call like later because they're yes. like oh maybe they're busy it is. whereas right. like these these parents were like no she's a teenage daughter she was supposed to pick up her brother she would not abandon her brother and our car like she wouldn't do that right they call the police uh the police come check it out and they find a small handcuff key that happens to fit in cuffs just like the ones carol derange brought in yep so now they're really kind of like huh we can link some stuff together. Also, what terrifies me about that one um, as well is that, like, he was unsuccessfully and almost got caught with mm-hmm. Carol. And then literally later that day, is like, I'll do it again. Yeah, like, he doesn't even get, like, you'd think that, you think it'd go with one of two ways. Like, in most situations when they almost get caught like that and their mm-hmm. plan totally blows up, like, thinking of, like, BTK and people yeah. get so mad when their plan is messed up, it's, like, you think they'd either, like, go and hide and, like, cool down for a bit or just lose, absolutely lose, their, lose their mind. Yeah. And I guess he was closer to the latter. Yeah. But was still able to be so calculated and, like get her and so ballsy like there again another opportunity for so many witnesses yeah because guess what the dad at the school play not the dad okay dad <laughs> he said that there was a freaking vw light colored tan probably bug going away from the school that night yeah because so, you know what that's the kind of thing people notice if yeah. you're on school grounds and you're like speeding Speed off away. like a crazy man that's that's why and it's you're so in the- old school Prius so you shouldn't be speeding <laughs> anyway well that's why it's just so like it's such a risky move yeah such a risky move and but again another like I don't know silver lining of this is that you know now you have the handcuff key and mm-hmm. you have everything starting to finally um it's starting more evidence up. or more yeah clues are starting to pile up right um so there her body is never found um of our sweet sweet 17 year old skiing girl or she had a brother that skied. Um, her body's never found. Ted says in an interview uh, that he left her body in a grave, but again, it's never found. There was in 1989 a human kneecap, which just even picturing that in itself is so bizarre and I, just so tragic for some reason, especially that it's a kneecap. Um, about 100 miles from when, where Deborah was taken. And so. Bundy says that he buried one of his victims out there, and so they think it's probably Deborah, which I guess is a little bit. Well, I don't know if I think it might come back later. Um, You'd think I know because I put these together, but I don't remember. But um, it definitely is her kneecap. They, one of the officers, I think the one that I mentioned earlier that you talked about, um, he was involved in that case and uh it is her kneecap but it's just like really really sad because they had when they thought it was they had like given it to the mom and she had like a little box that had her daughter's kneecap in it because then like he had to ask for it and she was like please like test this like fine yeah solve this case but like it's just so bizarre and devastating like can you imagine if of course you'd hold on to it it's all you have of your exactly and you're like carrying around a kneecap it's um but again unfortunately we are far from over um i was gonna say i think we've finally left 1974 oh yeah we did we're in january of 1975 now so a lot of these people have their names 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Karen Eileen Campbell. She, oh, this is another one that's just fucking reckless. And this is, so like these situations right here, like what I'm about to say is just like the kind of stuff that you can't help but obsess over because it's straight up like the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Like it's just here today and then you're gone. Like, so Karen Eileen, she was on vacation with her fiance and his two little kids. They spent the day skiing and she was like hanging out with the kids, watching them while he was at they like made it they they like took a kind of a work trip and made it like a family vacation so he was there for a seminar she was watching the kids um so you know he got home from the seminar or got to the hotel they're chilling in the lounge of the hotel karen's like oh there's a magazine upstairs i wanted to get i could see that oh let me go grab right glamour let me go grab entertainment weekly Mm -hmm. yeah she fucking walks upstairs to get it never comes back it's insane like so her fiance was like thought she was like pulling some stunt yeah and they're like oh yeah yeah, she just she ran away and it's like no she didn't she wasn't she's here with me and my two kids she's not gonna just up and leave for no reason all her stuff was still there um but so bundy had abducted her uh from the wildwood inn in snowmass colorado which sounds like a place that you just shouldn't get fucked with in it just is so like right so sweet and just like quaint um but uh 36 days later her body was discovered three miles from the inn and it seemed like there had been blows to the head Ugh. yeah it's insane it's a random rough, grab rough um so while bundy's killing in salt lake city uh in at Taylor Mountain, which we said, you know, this is one of his burial spots. Mm-hmm. Um, the remains of Healy, Ramcourt, Parks, and Ball were so all found. Four of them from uh, back in the day. We all remember our favorite, Roberta Kathy Parks. <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have a favorite. They were all amazing. Yeah. Um, and these skeletal remains showed that they suffered severe blunt force trauma. Which, unfortunately, is his MO. Yes. That and strangling, which is such a personal thing. Yeah. And blunt force trauma is such an overkill yes. thing. Which I feel like kind of That's sums yeah, that's up. Ted. So. Um, okay, so March fifteenth, nineteen seventy five, uh Julie Cunningham is talking to her mom. And she's also I relate with this girl, she's going through a breakup. Yeah. And she's just like chatting up her mom and then She's like, I need a break from it. And I bet her mom was like, oh, yeah, go out with your girls. Yeah, yeah, go you know? have fun. Go have Don't fun. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. You have your whole literal life in front of like, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. But, nope, she's supposed to go meet her roommate at a local bar, and she never arrives. Um, and this was in Vail, Colorado. And our girl, Julia Cunningham, was 26. And her body was unfortunately never found. Oh, it just is so like you could totally see that happening too. Yeah, totally see that happening. Um, and it's the kind of thing too where a lot of times in these cases, I feel like you know cops. Well, I don't want to say about cops, but like you know people are like, oh, well, you know maybe they were a runaway or maybe this or maybe they were living a high risk lifestyle. Right. And it literally this is so many different kinds of people, and most of it is just like stuff that we do all day. Exactly. I mean, I could see it. Oh, I'm going to meet you at the bar. Exactly. Are you kidding me? 
especially like I mean I've been to Vail it's a tiny little town you know it's yeah like, and like that's that feeling of like being on a ski trip and it's like you know it, I don't it's just such a you feel safe like nothing can happen right. to you um then the following month um the night so Denise Lynn Oliverson another three name she she disappears um and so this is another brutal one because you just think that's why I think this is the kind of thing why my mom is always like don't go to sleep angry yes because you just you just don't know what's gonna happen and so she had a bad argument with her husband she was like I I need a break she kind of storms off she uh rides her bike this is where she loses me again maybe I would go take a walk um but so she rides her bike that's why I think it's so sad. She's just this reasonable person. That's yeah, really she's like, like, let's take a break yeah. from yelling at each Can other. Controlling her emotions. No, well. I would just cry and be like, whatever, yeah. fine. Yeah. And just, like, forgive whatever transgression. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so she, her parents lived close enough that she could ride over there. So she was like, you know, I'm just going to go ride to my parents' house. So then, you know, when she didn't come home that night, her husband figured, because he knew that she would go to the parents' house, he figured she was still mad and slept at her parents'. So the next day, you know, he contacts her, or he contacts the parents, and they're like, she never came here. So then they're like, this is another one. They kind of jumped on it right away, because they were like, no, like, that's where what happened. And of course, so she never made it there. Um, She was from Grand Junction, Colorado. And... Bundy killed her and he said that he left her body in the Colorado River which like oh great fucking thanks yeah and so once again her body has never been recovered also I'm intrigued by that not intrigued but um how does he leave it in the Colorado River when it's like freezing is the the river like frozen or very high what month is it March it's April okay all right never mind it's in the Colorado River (laughs) Okay, we're into May. Um, this is kind of interesting, I think, because it's a, it deviates from Ted Bundy's MO. Um, yeah. He's, like, normally – it's still very personal, but it's uh, – But very different. Very different. Um, so, and it, yeah. So, Lynette Dawn uh, Culver, mm-hmm. she's 12. Oh. Which is, again, deviating from Ted. What is that, like, seventh grade, sixth grade? Seventh grade, yeah. Ugh. And and he's been, it's, like, been consistently, I mean, I think our oldest is, like, 26. And I even was, it's mostly been 18, 20-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know? So he's completely different than his MO. It's a 12-year-old. And he drowns her in a bathtub? Which is so bizarre. So bizarre. And I, like don't understand how I guess he must have like picked her up and then drowned like maybe but again like not his mo he yeah drown. very strange and I get that drowning is like personal like the same way that strangling is but you know you don't really it's, it's not, just different it's just different um and unfortunately her body has never been found he says that it's in snake river so he's like really getting on this random kick of just throwing bodies into bodies of water yeah Okay, June 1975, um, we have Susan Curtis, she's 15, um, and she had gone, okay, this, 
She's only, again, this is where she, where the girls lose me. She has gone to the Bountiful Orchard Youth Club. Oh, hold on one second. Insert elevator music. Um, Kayla's roommate just came home with a giant bag of food, which is all you've ever like wanted when you were high. Chips and just all of her, all of them have like cheese or sour cream. She's amazing. Um, so sorry for that, but you know, <laughs> we're back. You gotta have munchies and surprise munchies, especially when you're mm-hmm. high. And so now that. we don't even have to talk about that because yeah. you know that's what we're gonna be eating. Exactly, <laughs> that is what we're eating. Okay, okay, sorry, June 1975. All right. Hey, Benny. Susan Curtis. Yes. 15. Um, and again, she's, I'm assuming Mormon. She is going to attend the Bountiful Orchard Youth <laughs> Conference at Brigham Young University. Um, she's ridden her bike 50 miles. I can't process this. I, can't, I literally cannot fathom. Insane. She's so dedicated to go to that conference. Once upon a time, I used to be like mildly athletic. I've never ridden fifty ridden miles. 50 miles. <laughs> the furthest I've ever rode was thirty, and it knocked me on my ass. I mean, that's still a lot. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like my God, co- I mean, this, again, I don't understand what's so great about the Bountiful Orchard Youth Conference. I don't think you'd get it. But fifteen, she's stoked. I picture like a really cool concert. There you um, go. And, yeah, so she bikes all the way there, goes to the first day of the conference, and it ends with a banquet, and she's headed back to her little dorm to brush her teeth, enjoying what she's so stoked to do, and she never makes it. Um, and so Ted Bunny claims to have buried her near the highway, but which, okay, great, thanks, Ted. That's not so helpful. <laughs> um, but her remains have never been located. God, it happened so much with him. So much. Okay. A little bit of a bright light in this is on October. Not October. August. It's good. I looked at August and I said October. <laughs> um, Halloween is our favorite. You know what? Yeah, I just want to say October. Um, in August 1975, um, at 2.30 a.m., Bundy gets arrested in Granger, Utah, after a chase by a highway patrol officer, um, which is just, again, the stupidity yeah. of it is mm-hmm. just, like, if you're going to be a serial killer, maybe don't get arrested for fucking, like, speeding or driving erratically. Right. Like, how, if you, you can put a whole mask on, but then you can't drive straight. Yeah. At the right speed, like, but so they and, search his, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, like, not only is he driving erratically as a person who does not want to be detected, but he has, like, murder memorabilia yes. in his car. Okay. He literally has masks, gloves, rope, a crowbar, handcuffs. <laughs> like, no. And people always joke about that, like, oh, you know, all of those things. I mean, really, all of those things. How do you not think that something is wrong. Yeah. Sinister I mean, is even one of them. Like, right. if you just, like, if you just have gloves and it's like maybe you dye hair or something. I right. buy gloves so I can dye my hair. But, like, I feel like you just kind of be like, your first thought would be, why do you have those gloves? Yeah. And then you also have rope, rope. and masks, masks and a crowbar. 
Oh, and handcuffs. handcuffs. And and these aren't like handcuffs that you can be like, oh, they're sexy handcuffs. Right. They're police style handcuffs. Right. Insane. But because we have a hard time here in the US um actually convicting white men. <laughs> um yeah. so he was released on bail the next day. Yeah. However, this is when Ted Bunny is going to be now caught in the system. Right. It's going to be a very long, long time Yeah. Um, before we get satisfaction or a conviction. Um, but anyways, so remember our good, badass friend, Carol Durant? Hell yeah, I do. Fighter. Mm-hmm. Amazing person. In October 1975, guess what? Because she's smart and beautiful and <laughs> strong and has a great memory. She identifies Bundy in a lineup from her abduction, or attempted abduction, rather, mm-hmm. a year ago, which I think is just really, you know, like, Honestly, it's impressive. Time, I think it's so cool. Um, but yeah, so now Bundy, who thought maybe, oh, I'll just get off with my little speeding ticket, mm-hmm. um, is arrested for aggravated kidnapping. And attempted criminal assault on Durant. And those are, um, okay, like, even if this was just what he was arrested for, it's, those are serious, uh, yeah. crimes. Like, those, I mean, that's, it, those are both felonies. Yeah. I'm gonna say. I know aggravated kidnapping is. Um, I'm sure criminal assault sounds really bad. Yeah. And that's, but yeah. Anyways, okay, so he's in Salt Lake County Jail. He's still in Utah. Yeah, so then in February of 1976, his trial begins. He, because he (laughs) is who he is, he waives his right to a jury trial. And on March 1st, he is found guilty of aggravated kidnapping. Because, of course, his dumb plan isn't going to work. So he's sentenced to a minimum of 1 to a maximum of 15. Why is that interval so big? I don't. (laughs) And also, isn't it... A maximum of one and a minimum of 15? Oh, wait, no. No. Yeah, okay, whoa. Right? Not only is that not that long, but it's like, you could have one year. Like, he just has to do one year. Right. But it doesn't have to be any longer than that. No, it's very bizarre. And And it can't be longer than 15. Right. I, it's, and like, also it is right here, uh, He's waiving his right to a jury trial. I wonder, these are my high thoughts. I wonder if that's why they, like, gave him such a broad range. Is because, I don't know. Anyways. Maybe. That, I, don't I don't know. know. That they kind of feel, then, how would people want or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, could be. Based on that. But anyways. Um, but, yeah. So, he. Sorry. That's in a Utah state prison. And then in October of 1976, he's charged with Karen Campbell's murder. Um, so that murder had happened in Colorado. So he's moved from his Salt Lake City prison to Aspen, Colorado. In Which January. sounds nice. Oh, Aspen's gorgeous. <laughs> Listen, these are some very nice towns. Um, well, just the Colorado ones, rather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's moved to Aspen, Colorado, um, in January of 1977, and he is facing charges for Aaron Campbell's 1975 murder. And he pleads not guilty uh, in May. Of course he does. Not guilty. Um, Okay, so this is where 
if you thought maybe you hadn't heard of this case, you'll probably recognize this. So, you know, Bundy not only is manipulative, he's just straight up slippery. (laughs) Um, So, of course, because he's a know-it-all, he assists in his own defense for the case. So that means he was allowed to access the jailhouse law library so that he could be informed enough to do his own case. And so they would let him in the Pitkin County jail library with no like handcuffs, no, like he could just walk around just like some, anyone checking in a library. And that's why I feel like that is also again, cause he's a white man. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, he's charming and all of that, but yeah, he also just has that privilege and exploits it completely. No, I think it's like the whole Brock Turner thing where it's like Mm -hmm. no one wants to look at the bad he's done even though there's evidence of it because they're like, oh, he's a great swimmer. Like, oh, he's a a law student. Of course he should be allowed to use the library. Yeah. Um, Well, turns out that was not a good idea because he's all, Bundy is a planner and don't think he wasn't thinking this through. So the one day he goes into the law library, he's by himself, and he just jumps out the window, 25 feet. I think he, like, sprains an ankle or something. Yeah, I'm surprised he was able to, like, walk at all. Yep. It's a second-story window. He jumps out, takes off. Imagine if you're standing outside the courthouse. I, it must be in the, it must be in the Zac Efron one and not the documentary, but where, like, the guy comes in from the courthouse and he's like, sir, do you normally let people out through the (laughs) second-story window? Um, That's terrifying to see. It was, yeah. But but he, like, as as much as he must have thought about the plan to escape, I I think it kind of stopped there. Because after he left, he goes into the mountains. Like, Ted, you are not... You're outdoorsy in that you probably like golfing. Like you're not yeah. you're not a mountain man. You were a skier once, but that's yeah, with skis, very posh situations. Yeah. Um, but so he goes into the nearby mountains. He is does not do well there. <laughs> um, he gets taken back into custody after five days. Um, now he's at a facility in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And so then on June 15th, 1977, he's charged with escape, burglary, and felony theft. Insane. I mean, insanely good because he had so many opportunities from just, you know, being charged with kidnapping to plea bargain that, to plea bargain this, or Mm -hmm. to get a good defense. And now he's just facing more and more charges because he's arrogant and thinks that he can defend himself. And Um, escape. (laughs) And escape, which I guess he was able to do. So... (laughs) (laughs) We're not done yet. We're not done. Um, the mountains were not very successful. He, I think, I think, you know, this shows that he puts more time into it. Although jumping out 25 feet again onto the ground is insane. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, I would let him up there. Like, no, who's going to jump 25 feet yeah. out the window, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways, Bunny gets out again, okay? <laughs> and he, like, cuts this little tiny hole through his ceiling um and just like it's straight up like um Shawshank Redemption Mm -hmm. where it's just like slowly like cutting away on it every night or whatever and then hides it and anyways he ends up getting a 
pull the sneak out of, and this is another issue with the Zac Efron movie, don't believe, if you watch that movie, don't believe that that was what it looked like. It was tiny. Yeah, it wasn't like a whole panel of a light fixture. It was like a tiny, tiny little box. Yeah. Tiny. We'll post a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to, it's crazy. And so much so that he had to lose 30 pounds to like get through it. Insane. Insane. And so much planning. Yeah, so like. This is amazing. They do cover this. Maybe one of the reasons he doesn't do it. I don't know. Because he, he, Joe Berlinger covers this in the documentary, like the tiny hole. Like Ted had to lose, like you said, like 30 pounds. And it was in a, I mean, it was in a pretty short time. I mean, when does he, so he goes June 19th. He goes from June to December. He loses like 30 pounds. Yeah. So when the documentary first aired on Netflix, Twitter was, went crazy with like the Bundy diet and like, how do I do the Bundy diet? Uh, I mean, honestly, I can't totally blame them because I need down to lose like 30, 30 pounds in a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this time he's much more successful with his escape. He, in January of 1978, um, so he, he flies to Chicago. He takes a train to Ann Arbor. He drives a stolen car to Atlanta. Like he goes, he has he's leaving no trying to leave no trails he's hopping all over the place he's trying to get away but also just like really mix up the path the path right and i think he's still killing people in the the city i I think he killed someone in ann arbor i might be wrong about that no he might he definitely has more victims than just or maybe they think he killed someone probably but it's like crazy because he's bouncing all over the place and still just being insane yeah so then he goes to Tallahassee, Florida by bus. Oh. Why? Can you imagine just sitting in that hot bus and you pull up to and Florida? Florida. Oh. He signs a rental agreement at a place called The Oaks. Which is also a nice bar here in Well, it's a hole in the ball. Yeah, it's not really a really nice bar, but. Um, we, I mean, we love it. But it, yeah, it's not like fancy. Um, and we have talked about this before, but it's just like really funny because it's just like. One, why the fuck would you go to Florida just because it's Florida? Like, I'm sorry. If you're not going to Universal or Disney World, like, get out of Florida. It's, like, hot. It's muggy. It's, like, mostly old people. So the legislation is backwards because they don't care about giving money to schools or anywhere else because they're old. And criminals, like, fucking Casey Anthony. I don't want to be in Florida. No. As I once told a man in a banana shirt... (laughs) At a bar, who then later yelled at me, which just proved my point of stupid Florida. Um, <laughs> if you're, I hear that you're from Florida or going to Florida, I say, yikes. <laughs> that was amazing. Yikes. Um, also, guys, you know what? If you're, like, really annoyed by some, like, guys hanging out at you. I, again, I don't want to take this too much misandry, misandry yes. but... A good way to really piss off and probably make leave a man, like a fuckboy, if you yeah. say yikes to something they say, oh man. Oh, I know. Watch them explode. Oh, that is my God. how dare you. you. You get questioned in every aspect of your life at all points, basically, to the point where you're not even allowed to make decisions about what's happening right. in your own body. But what I don't have to deal with that on a daily basis, so how dare you question me? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway, Florida, like, they're, that's the kind of South where they're like, let's kill them all. Yeah. Like, that literally, 
if you're gonna don't ever murder anyone you no. commit some sort of crime <laughs> and you don't want to be punished severely stay the fuck yeah, away from florida. florida and texas like yeah. you know that those states one have the death penalty and two like actively enjoy using yeah and so conspiracy theories one of his former lawyers thinks john uh sorry his name is john henry brown he thinks bundy wanted to die and was ready to die and that's why he went to fucking florida yeah he said that bundy said to him john i want to be a good person but i'm just not and he fell to the floor of his cell and he started crying or had tears in his eyes um hard to picture yes exactly and uh john henry says it was the first time i ever saw him truly emotional he was acknowledging that he was basically an evil person who has done awful things and he wished he wasn't that anymore he snapped out of it after three hours and went back to the facade of him which is just like such a scary image oh my gosh like you see this guy like break down and and then all of a sudden he's just like like no um, also, it's like, you know, maybe maybe he was ready to die. It's a, Isn't Ed Kemper that way, too? Like, he was ready yeah. to be caught, caught? Well, but his thing was also, like, he thought they were on to him, oh, and then yeah. he ran away, and then when they weren't, he was, like, he was so paranoid at that point. And then I think part of him was probably, like, pissed. Like, hold on. Wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting, though. Yeah, but so, okay, so Brown also says that – you know, after that, having that moment, then he's like, Bundy escapes a second time and goes to Florida. He gets caught by a 300 pound older police officer when Ted was in the best shape of his life. I mean, he just Good boy. had to get out of that tiny little hole. He was working out every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, huh, if you really yeah. think about it, like maybe he, cause then, it, I mean, honestly, it's the only way Florida makes sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No. So he's in Florida. He decides to turn down a plea bargain. As we said earlier, he had a lot of opportunities to do this. Yeah. That probably would have led to him maybe. Not being yeah, caught to death. Exactly. Or even necessarily being caught. Maybe he'd be off the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but no, he's in Florida. He knows that there's death penalty and he turns down a plea bargain um, that his lawyer and like other people are like, take this. Um, he decides again, once again, well, I don't know if we'll get to this, to defend himself. And um, he just, like, he can't even, which I guess is a good thing in a sense because people say that, you know, you get out of prison if you express remorse. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that is actually an indication that people change because they admit to what they've done and they feel bad about it. Ted, on the other hand, is like, no. Like, I (laughs) haven't, you know, like... No, he... For the longest time, he insists, even though he's convicted, that he did none of that. Yeah. And it's just, people are just, like, out to get him. Yeah. Um, and his narcissism just, like, can't oh, yeah. handle admitting defeat. No, 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 no. This is such a game for him, and he doesn't want to lose. Yeah. Um, so, this is where he really goes berserk. Mm-hmm. So, he just, you know, he gets to Florida. He doesn't want to take a plea deal. He wants to, you know speak for himself and it's just a fucking mess so but then he runs off to florida and at 3 a.m he goes into oh sorry this is january 15th 1978 and at 3 a.m he goes into chi omega sorority at florida state university and he 
just goes fucking insane. He kills Margaret Bowman and Lisa Levy. Uh, they are both beaten savagely, severely. They were strangled to death. Margaret's found lying on her stomach in bed. And, oh, God, this hurts to say. Her skull was shattered. As, I mean, I guess maybe it's good as she slept. She didn't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe she didn't feel it. I mean, but also because we know he is fond of strangling. He had it. He used her nylon stocking, and he had it pulled so tightly around her neck it was nearly broken. Insane. I'm sorry, it gets worse. Yes. Um, this is very, very bad. So feel free to skip through this part. Mm-hmm. Um, just letting you know. So her right nipple had been completely bitten off, which I just it like I can feel that just thinking about it. It's insane. Oh. And uh, her collarbone had been broken, and she had been strangled, like we said, with the nylon. Um, again, we have Ted. I'm so sorry to make you say both of these. No, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's rough. Um, but he puts a bottle of a hairspray into her, which is uh, what he did with the other one. And uh, there's also a bite mark that he leaves on her booty which is stupid because everyone knows your teeth are apparently little maps of your entire life oh mine's a really dirty crooked map yes um but yeah so that bite mark that he leaves in this crazy mode that he's having which is then i don't know maybe that adds to the theory that he wants to be caught and wants to die or whatever it's just like like, how are you ever gonna not get caught for something as outrageous as this exactly um, the, like, mildly good thing or hopeful thing, I don't know, uh, is that both girls were probably unconscious, um, the coroner said before they, um, had anything, like, truly bad, well, that in itself is bad, truly, um, graphic happened to them. They yeah, they don't really, they just, first. Because they were already in a state that they were, like, they were sleeping. Yeah. Um, this, so, we're still on the same night. So already two girls. He's already killed two women. So then he go. So then um, he is still at Chi Omega right now. Uh, Karen Ann Chandler. She had gone to bed after working on a sewing project because she was crafty and talented. Um, and then the next thing that she knew, she was stumbling into the hallway and there was blood all over her face. Um, it turns out that she had also been attacked by Bundy, although she, I mean, she barely knew what was going on. She was so dazed because he had broken teeth. He'd broken her jaw. She had skull fractures, cuts, and a crushed finger. Just like immeasurably brutal. So brutal. And he's not done. He also, her roommate, Kathy... Liner? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say. Um, she'd also been attacked by Bunny. Um, this one also. She had been attacked with a piece of firewood, and he had hit her so hard that he tore a hole in her cheek and shattered oh. her shoulder. Um, her jaw had to eventually be wired shut and then rebroken, which she Oh, that sounds so painful. Um, and so, you know, she couldn't speak or eat and... Um, just like barely could sit stuck through a straw. 
Um, her teeth were permanently loosened. She still suffers discomfort in her jaw and has to have surgery every few years when oh she becomes a mandible. Which, I mean, of course you're going to suffer, like... Lasting effects. Right, and it's... Especially when your jaw has yeah. broken multiple times. And that incon... Like, not only that you're in pain, but the inconvenience that you have to have a surgery yeah. every couple of years. And like, mouse oral ugh. surgery, like, teeth are... Like, earaches and toothaches are, like, the fucking oh my worst. God, the worst. Absolute worst. Um, but, again, she was asleep, um, so she has no memory of the attack, which I guess is, again, slightly better. Tiny bit of silver lining. Yeah. Um, so, Bundy only, he was only in that house for about 15 minutes, which is absolutely insane, insane because he attacks four women. Like, brutal not even just like oh he like you know, yeah like hit shot him or ring. whatever no he fucking spent like he i can't even imagine how he must not have looked human the way he had to have been moving exactly. with the force and the time like um but he still was not done so he leaves chi omega and he breaks into the apartment of cheryl thomas she's a student at fsu like they were um, in this situation, she had housemates who lived on the other side of the wall and, you know, they had a little deal worked out where like anytime they were in trouble, they could call each other and you have to answer. It doesn't matter what time it is. Right. And which is really smart. Yeah. And, and I think we should implement yeah, that. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking that too. Also have campus. like words of like, yes, if I'm on the phone with you and I can't talk for in free will. Yeah. But anyway, we'll work that off. Yeah. We'll off, work, work that, that out. Off the air. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so she had this deal, Debbie Sigarelli and Nancy mm. Young, they heard noises and so they called her to see what's going on. She didn't answer, so they called the police. They called the police. Bundy gets out because that's what he does before the police arrive. Uh, Cheryl survives the attack, but Bundy, of course, has done horrible things to her. When she was found, she, her face was already bruising, like already turning purple like, from bruising. Oh, That's God. really intense. And obviously, she was super swollen. She had severe head wounds. Her skull is fractured in five places. I just like can't imagine. The image of like, oh, God, I can't even. I can't even imagine like putting your hands, your skull, and feeling it oh, broken God. in five places. Oh my god. Like um, a turtle shell. Yes. Oh, I'm just thinking of like Kevin on the office. He like backs over that turtle and tries oh, to. Yes. Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she's, and she obviously has a bunch of things from this, but she has a um, permanent hearing loss in one of her ears from being attacked so brutally. Um, yeah. Her sh- left shoulder was dislocated, her jaw was broken. Her, oh God, yeah, I forgot. Her eighth cranial nerve was so damaged that she would never have an equilibrium again, a normal equilibrium. And this per, this girl was a dancer. That's what she was going to school for. She was amazing at it. And like, I just, this is the one I always remember because it's so devastating. It seems like a line from a TV series because yeah. it's just so on the nose, devastating, but literally this girl was a dancer and all she wanted to be was a professional dancer and he fucking damaged her equilibrium so she could never dance again. And uh, she was in the hospital for 
a month after the attack. So, I mean, if she didn't have that deal with her yeah. neighbors, like, she would have definitely died. So, definitely form packs like that. That's great. Yeah, check in on your girlfriends. Especially if, yeah, any of your Okay, good for, good for them. Um, and glad that she survived. Yes. Okay, this one, again, I think this is really showing that, well, he's eventually going to be caught, but also that he's just spiraling out of control because it's yeah. not like his MO. No. Um, okay, Kimberly Leach. It's February 9th, 1978. Okay. She's in PE class mm-hmm. again. Because she's a child. It's going to be different than Ted's MO. Uh, she forgets that she lost her purse in a homeroom, and so she, like, is like, oh, can I go back and grab it? The teacher being like, oh, of course you can. It's school day, and a building away, has her go back and get it. Um, along the way, she runs into her friend, who's like, oh, let's just all go and find this <laughs> purse. Um, and then her friends, <laughs> like, they start heading back towards PE class, and then her friend's like, oh, wait, I forgot something, too, which... Again, but also it's you're young and you don't and like why would you think anything of it? of it yeah like if you like maybe so you both leave PE class and then you're like well since we're here anyway I'll just get my candy bar out of my locker right like, I don't know I exactly no you might have just not thought of it or like honestly at that age I probably would have been like oh wait I forgot something yeah let's so kill I didn't a little bit more time go to PE class yeah fuck gym class um but yeah her friend so the last she sees of Kimberly she's walking off with an angry man many witnesses remember seeing Kimberly because uh, so basically her friend comes back and she's just kind of like that's weird where is she going you know and she looks upset but Ted looked like he could have been her father and it's like maybe he had to pick her up from school because she was in trouble and so she's like crying like yeah it's it looks weird but not weird enough that you're like oh I should call the cops because yeah. like you know there's also that thing that bystander thing where you're kind of like I don't want to be a father Right. You know, it's like that maybe that seems weird, but like, what if it is her dad? Like, yeah. I look like an asshole. Which, well, like, also, also, you shouldn't worry about that too much, but you can't help it. And also, you're 12. Like, you're not, like, you know, you're a little bit more oh, aware for her of the friend, world. For sure. Yeah. You know? I just mean, like, if literally anyone saw that, you're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's a dad yeah. picking up his daughter. Exactly. What's weird about that? Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and this, again, some police in this have been great. A lot of police out there are awesome. But this one really irks me because they at first suggest that she this. ran away. She's freaking 12. <laughs> Everyone, um, that was such a big thing in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like a child would run away. Would, would run away. A child would disappear. And they're like, oh, they probably ran right. away. It's like, no. Was that really happening all that time? Um, and this also just shows how innocent she is. But her parents knew that she was too excited about the Valentine election and so she would never run away. Like, she's just such a child. Yeah, like, she was just the kind of kid that, like, she'd want to share good news with her family. And, yeah, ugh, it's just, yeah, she's not a fucking runaway. Yeah. So what actually happened is Bundy kidnapped her. Again, she was 12. Oh, my God. I So in my notes, I have that her bones were later found in a pig pen after weeks of searching, which is, which is devastating and horrible and just makes me think of that that serial killer oh my god yeah yeah yeah. but when i first looked at it i thought it said pigeon i I was like why were her bones in a pigeon oh my god i totally did too okay you know what else i saw i saw um like pinhole or something 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I did not see pig pen. No. Um, but that's where they were. Not um, in a pigeon. And it gets worse. There was evidence of sexual assault. She's a fucking child. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, weirdly enough, there was no head trauma. Right. Um, but then again, we also know that Bundy does like to strangle, and uh, officials think that might have been the case. But, you know, they found bones, so they really couldn't tell it was she was so decomposed. Um, and she's one of Bundy's youngest victims. Because, I mean, she, again, she is a little baby. Mm-hmm. and But uh, she was his last murder. That we know. Of. Thank fucking God. Hopefully, that was his last murder. Um, now it's February fifteenth, nineteen seventy eight, and David Lee at like one o'clock in the morning is a patrolman for the Pensacola Police Department, which is weirdly another town in Florida. I happen to know, besides Miami, <laughs> uh, so I feel pretty cool about that. Um, but anyways, he's out on the road and he sees this guy driving crazy and um which apparently Ted just like cannot keep a shit together. I mean like seriously dude if you're gonna be a fucking serial killer can you just learn how to drive? Yeah. Um or if you're gonna be that bad at driving fucking come to LA where it's normal. Exactly. But like serial killers don't come to LA. LA. We have enough fucked up things. Yeah we don't need you. He's not. Um and then this and probably because he's going through like almost his free time and or, you know, such intense emotional time or spiraling or however you want to put it, he decides the best thing to do is refuse to give his name <laughs> and resist arrest after the cop finds out that the car's stolen, which, like, you know, like, even if you did nothing wrong, you're never going to get off for just doing, like, no, like, never is that the right Because the, the problem is, if you resist arrest, then you can get charged with, with resisting arrest. arrest. So it's, it's like, okay. you went from a situation where maybe... You could make even if you get taken to the station, maybe it can be worked out that it's yeah. like this was a misunderstanding. Not gonna happen if you fight the cop. Yeah, and he like straight up did to the back. To oh the yeah, cop, like point that this cop like like takes him down and arrests him. Basically, so like you're in it now. Yeah. Um, and he so he gives uh the cops when he gets to the station a stolen ID card that said he was a Florida State University student named Kenneth. So that's the time he decides to finally not just give his own name. Yeah. When he's already in custody and now he's got a fake ID. Yep. Well, I hope you enjoyed part two. I mean, I guess not enjoyed. It's pretty terrible. Fair enough. But this is the second part. I think there will be one more based on how much information we have. Mm -hmm. And we also are still going to talk about all the victims and let you learn more about them than just what happened to them. If you want to hear more from us, aside from straight up listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram at High Crime Pod. Like us on Facebook. High Crime Pod. Just put those three words in. Tell us a short, creepy story on Twitter at High Crime Pod. And if you want more information about us or, I don't know, send us an email or something, you can go to our website. HighCrimePod.com. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, part three. Coming soon. Mm. And later, later buds. Bud.